You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. A couple months ago, I attended this worship conference, and I was outside chatting with a few worship leaders, and I was asked to describe worship at Citrus. And this was back around September. And I didn't really have an answer. I didn't know how to answer the question. I didn't really know how to answer the question. I rattled off a few groups we, you know, a few groups music we use, All Sons and Daughters, House Fires, uh, a bit of the Hillsong Worship, you know, songs like that. I And a couple weeks ago, I was talking with another worship leader, and we were talking about kind of how we do worship and different things, and I told him I just try to keep things citrusy. And he asked me, well, what does what does citrusy mean? It's like, well, that's a really good question. I, I've been using that word for a few months and I don't really have an answer to it. I feel like the best way to describe citrusy is that there's no real formula to it. There's no formula for choosing music. There's no set way of how we do things, how I do things, I guess. It's kind of a week to week in how I feel that week. And I feel like that best describes and fits our church. Because I feel our church, we're in a unique place. We're in a new thriving area. And it doesn't feel right to do things in a traditional, normal sense. I feel like the number one place to start is that we, citrusy is kind of keeping things simple. With me, it's always been important to kind of keep things simple because there's a rule in music where if you start doing, you know, too much fancy stuff musically, you're going to lose people. And also, if you're doing all the fancy stuff, who are you doing all the fancy stuff for? And then right along with that is lyrically, complex, deep lyrics are great. And they make us think, but as we talked about a couple weeks ago, the reason we worship is to have a deeper connection with God. And personally, I feel it's difficult to have a deep conversation with God when you're trying to figure out why, you know, that lyric, why does, what does that lyric even mean? It's kind of hard to have that deeper connection with God when you don't really kind of understand what you're singing and you're trying to like overthink things. And in the second place, it's harder to have that deep conversation, that deep connection with God when you're trying to figure out what that pesky worship leader is doing. Yes, I'm the pesky worship leader. Another part of our no formula is I always try to do something different and I enjoy doing things different because now I can. There's no set formula for how to do things. A great example would be the song How Deep the Father's Love. As it turns out, I play it way faster than it's supposed to go. And that's based on, I think, 10 that's based on 10 YouTube videos and about 30 versions of the song on Spotify. And based on all of those, I play this song way too fast. But I feel like it fits our church because I understand there's much, maybe supposed to be some sentiment or some thought into how deep the father's love and, you know, maybe thinking it through. But in the second place, I feel like we're supposed to be happy about you know, how deep the father's love and why I feel like we're supposed to be happy about how deep the father's love and what he did for us. And I feel like the best way to do that is to kind of pick things up and sing it out. So I feel like that's the best example of 
doing something different. Another important part of what we do is with many other United Methodist churches, I believe also Baptists and other churches, there's what's called contemporary worship as well as traditional worship. And I felt it was important since we are kind of unique in this growing area where people are coming from different, you know, backgrounds and different places. It was important to have some presence of both of those elements. That's why we do a good mix of music. I like to do, I usually try to do at least one hymn and there's oftentimes we do maybe two and sometimes even three, but it's fun to go from say the 1700s, a song from the 1700s and move up to something maybe from the nineties that someone might remember growing up with, or, you know, someone might remember singing hymns in church with their family when they were younger and those hymns bring those feelings back as well as jumping into some of the newer stuff that's been coming out in the last 10, 15 years. And another important part of worship for me is keeping things comfortable. And that's a big part of citrusy as well, because I was goofing off on a Saturday and I stumbled into this record shop and this guy was giving a music workshop. And one of the things he said was, you got to let the music breathe. Everybody wants to, you know, play and sing, but sometimes you just got to let the music do its thing. Because if you kind of beat people over the head, kind of with the same thing I was saying earlier about music and the lyrics being too complicated. If you're kind of beating people over the head, he said, you might lose people. So usually I try to pattern songs in a way that makes sense. It's easy to sing, or if you feel like dropping out, and having your moment with God, there's the space. It feels like there's the space to do so. And that's always been a very important part for me because I believe, as we acknowledged in one of our earlier podcasts, people worship differently. And maybe your thing might not be to sing, but you do have having that feeling of worship sounds around you and having that deeper connection to God where you don't have to sing, but. With others singing, you can kind of hone into what God is saying in your life. And I think the funnest part of what citrusy means for me is, as I said, there's no formula to kind of what we do. And every worship set, I try to make it unique to myself, at least in some way. I try to do something different, even if it's a song we've done a thousand times, whether we slow it down a bit or speed things up. Like we've done with This Is Amazing Grace, there's times where we do it fast and we do it normal. And there's also times where we kind of take it down a bit, as well as how deep the Father's love. There's times where I do slow it down. I don't slow it down enough as other people, but I slow it down from time to time. And there's also different ways of like how we put together music. Well, how I, how we put together music. And a big part of it is usually nine times out of 10, everything connects to the sermon. There's times when rather than connecting with the sermon, it makes more sense to do something a little different and kind of come from a different perspective. A couple of weeks ago, uh, Brian preached about suicide and faith. And in the program we use to find our music, there's this place called themes and you can choose songs based on different themes. It's very easy to find songs based on faith on, you know, suicide and mental health and those kind of things kind of difficult so I think I sat in front of my laptop with just different spreads of paper in front of me for about an hour and a half or two. And I, I had ideas, but I wasn't really sure what route to take, take things. 
and ultimately I decided, and I even wrote it in my notebook and shared it with Ryan. I didn't want to try to sound like a worship leader that day. I wanted everything to come from me as how life makes sense to me. So for that week, we did Come Thou Fount, which is a song we've done many times. And we've talked about different parts of the song, what a fetter is, what an Ebenezer is. We've talked about the verse where that song actually comes from. And when you Google it, it says, you know, this Come Thou Fount is based on First Samuel, where Samuel raised an Ebenezer, a monument to God. And I had never asked the question beforehand, but something that week made me ask, why did Samuel raise an Ebenezer to God in the first place? So I went back and read more of that chapter and the one before it, and it turns out Israel was under siege by the Philistines, and they were losing the battle, and they were calling out to God for help. And in calling out to God for help, God did save Israel. The Philistines were defeated, and that's why Samuel raised an Ebenezer to God. And it made me think, well, come thou founts not so much about raising Ebenezer and receiving blessings so much as calling out to God and receiving help, and the help being your blessing. So I took that idea, and I was like, well, we need something else to address. I was like, well, I am set free. That's one of my favorite ones to do as well as many other people in our church. So, well, that's one of my favorite ones to do. And it has that line in there about you broke my, you broke my chains of sin and shame and you covered me with grace. And it's like that part about shame. I feel like a large part of mental health is kind of dealing with shame. And it feels like that fits. That makes, that feels like it makes sense. That, you broke the chains of sin and shame. Like, look, that needs to be said today. Long way to go around it. But that said is kind of an example of not going by, you know, what the sermon is so much as going by a feeling and what was personal, what I felt personally I wanted to express. Very long way to go around explaining what that, what citrusy means. But to bring it all back home, Citrusy is basically no set formula of kind of how we lead worship. It's more so directed by what makes sense and what feels right that week. Keeping things simple so people have space to have that deeper conversation, that connection, have their time with God. As well as mixing in elements that bring us to some place of peace, whether that be more of the traditional elements or more of the contemporary songs that have newer meanings and just finding that place and just opening the gaps to where people have that time to commune with God. And I feel like that's what citrusy is, what we strive for as citrus church and what we're looking for as citrus church. So hopefully that makes sense. I feel like it does. I'm going to hope it makes sense to you. If not, I feel like there's very, there's a whole lot of room to have conversation about it. So if you would like, you can post in the citrus church Grove as well as on the, post for this podcast episode as well please do share share with friends feel free to comment and have a good day thanks for listening make sure to visit our website citruschurch.org if you found refreshments in this message share it with a friend and hey god loves you